Hi everyone, and welcome to How Have We Never Seen This Before. This is a podcast where two best friends discuss iconic movies that, well, neither of us have ever seen before. I'm Isabel. And I'm Lauren. And this is How Have We Never Seen This Before. Hope you enjoy. The winner of this week's Guess the Movie contest is one of my good friends, Aiden. He really wanted to win, and he answered correctly within probably the first 20 minutes of us posting. So congratulations, Aiden. And if you want to be given a shout out at the beginning of one of our episodes, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Podcast and check out our Instagram story every week. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode four of How Have We Never Seen This Before. This week... We watched Black Swan. We picked this one because in last week's episode, we were talking about the Bechdel test and how we wanted a movie with a strong female lead and women empowerment in general. And given that we know nothing about these movies, we picked this one because it passed the test. However, no. (laughs) The clownery is real here. I, I mean, I guess she's strong in some ways but it's definitely not well I wouldn't say very women empowering and there's definitely violence towards women and just unfortunate because we picked so poorly yeah I kind of thought going into this that we would be discussing a movie about some dancers and the struggles that come with dancing yeah (laughs) we were so wrong (laughs) so wrong yeah, like I knew it was a thriller and so here's here's the one thing I did know about the movie. There's this text post that goes around Instagram. I don't know if you see yeah. Okay. So it's a Tumblr text post and it's Natalie Portman. Nina is is the character's name and she's it says she's in this public bathroom with this word written across the mirror in red lipstick. And like the big problem with it that everyone comments on is that she's in a public bathroom how would she know that's for her but then after watching the movie that text post was completely fake like she's not in a public bathroom yeah they're also wondering why she's wearing a long sleeve shirt under her tank top but that's also explained in the movie yeah like whoever commented on that had had no idea what they were talking about and i just believed it which is so unfortunate (laughs) moral of the story don't believe everything you see on the internet Pretty much. Also, all the reviews about this movie. But anyway, let's get into it. (laughs) So the first scene is Natalie Portman on a stage. Complete. The stage is completely black with like a single spotlight on her. She's in white, in a white tutu, and she's also on point. There's also a pretty scary devil man with feathers. And then she wakes up, and we realize that this is all a dream. And it kind of pans around her room. And the first thing I noticed was that there's so many stuffed animals. Yeah, I thought that she was supposed to be like a teenager or something. Yeah. Um, But I looked it up and she's supposed to be 28. How is she supposed to be that old? She she also talks like she's very young to her mother because they have that. Their relationship is very messed up. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's like very clear that. The way her mother treats her is not like a woman who's almost 30. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so after she gets up, she goes out into this kitchen and her mom gives her breakfast and it's this tiny egg and half a grapefruit and she eats none of it and gets up to leave. So I was thinking like, is there an eating disorder element to this movie? And she does look very, very small the entire movie, but ballerinas are also very lean, but they also have a lot of muscle. So yeah, she's so tiny in this whole movie. Um, I read somewhere that at least Mila Kunis, she lost 20 pounds for this, and she normally only weighs, like, 120 pounds. Oh, my God. So they both lost so much weight for this, which is crazy. So after she leaves her apartment, um, she's on the train, and I know she she's looking in the the window of the subway and I was just noticing her scarf it looks like feathers which I thought was interesting oh you're picking up on these things now I'm like really noticing the the movie things (laughs) (laughs) the symbols yeah yeah yeah. symbols then she looks through another window that's like between the two train cars and it's this girl with a bun in her hair. She just notices her. She can't see her face or anything. She's just kind of looking around, and then this girl gets off. I-, I think it's like a stop before her, which is strange when you find out who she is later. But she gets off the train, and it looks like she's at Juilliard, I think. Um, and she walks in, and she goes into the dressing room, and she's sitting there, and there's two or three other girls in the room and they're complaining about how their dance company is broke because of their old principal dancer and how they need a new one because she's almost 40 and Mina tries to explain that well this other woman she was dancing until her 50s but they're like no this our current principal dancer is like burned out and yeah and this is also the first glimpse you kind of get at the dancer's name is Beth, so mm-hmm. you kind of get a glimpse of Mina's admiration for her. Yeah, she like she wants to be like Beth. She wants to be that perfect lead. And then Mila Kunis runs in, and it turns out she's the girl from the train. <laughs> Listen, I love Mila Kunis. I didn't know she was in this movie at first because I literally knew nothing about it. <laughs> I did know she was in this, but I didn't know what part she played. Okay. And then... They are starting their dance practice for the the day, and there's probably about like 20 or 30 of them in there, and they're all doing pirouettes and plies and things. (laughs) What have you. (laughs) And then this man comes in, and they all like strip to less clothes. Yeah, I was confused by that. I was very confused by that, but now that it's like, now that I've watched it, I think maybe it's kind of like his creepy thing oh yeah definitely and then he starts walking around the dance studio and he's and he goes around he taps girls on the shoulder you don't know if that's good or bad because he's not doing it like menacingly or anything but then he says that they are doing swan lake but it's done so many times that they need a new version of it and for this they need a new principal dancer so the people that he tapped they don't get to be the swan or the swan's twin so the the white swan and the black swan although like in the actual story they're different people they are traditionally played by the same ballerina and it's really clear that there's going to be a lot of competition between all the girls and then after practice is over 
Nina is standing outside of the principal dancer's dressing room and there's a lady throwing things and I think she just found out that she's fired pretty much. So after she storms out and leaves, um, Nina goes inside this dressing room and it's clear that she's kind of like dreaming about being that principal dancer and, and having that room all to herself and then she puts on this woman's lipstick. Watching these movies from the perspective of living in a global pandemic, it just sends like a chill down my spine every time I see something, yeah. someone do something gross. It's like, we never really cared about germs. <laughs> <laughs> and then she she just takes the lipstick with her. Like, that's even more gross. That's just creepy. Although I do have a stolen Chanel lipstick. I, I was thinking, I was like, who do I know that's stolen lipstick? And then I realized it was you. <laughs> okay, I stole it by accident. Someone stole my coat, so the only way to keep warm in Syracuse was to steal someone else's. And it had a Chanel lipstick in it, and mm-hmm. I kept it. And it's my favorite <laughs> lipstick to this day. Yeah, okay. But then after she leaves this dressing room... She goes into the practice room where this man who had come into the studio earlier tells all the girls who weren't tapped to go to audition for the lead role. I also noticed that she's the only girl wearing white. Everyone else is all wearing black. So it's like, oh, she's going to get the role. Mm -hmm. So she does her dance for the white swan. And after she's finished, this man, he comes up really, really close to her and whispers in her ear, like, if we were only doing the white swan it would be you and oh it's so creepy i was so grossed out by that (laughs) like after telling everyone or like having everyone take more like clothes off and then this is not setting a good tone for him Mm -hmm. and then he tells her to do the black swan dance she starts doing it and then she doesn't complete it because and she almost falls over because mila kunis who we find out her name is lily she comes in late and it distracts nina And she's, like, done. Yeah, and he won't let her go again. And then it cuts to the bathroom, and it it just shows her feet. And I wasn't sure if maybe she threw up playing into the eating disorder thing. It's not clear. Well, it kind of is if you keep watching it. Like, every time she goes into the bathroom stall, she's either crying or uh, throwing up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean at at this this one point, it's not like you can't tell if it's that's why she's in there. I kind of just assumed because of the culture around being a ballerina. Yeah, and and from everything from before with her mom as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So then she starts walking home. There's a lady walking towards her dressed in all black. And as she gets closer and closer, the face looks like her face, but you only see it for a second. And then she passes and kind of disappears. That's kind of the start of her, I'd I'd say like hallucinations about herself. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she gets home. Immediately she she goes to practice because she like she needs it to be perfect and it, because it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And she gets up and it zooms it zooms in on her foot while she's spinning and there's like this crack. <laughs> she takes her shoe off and her toenail cracked in half. It was so gross. That must hurt so bad to have your but then her mom like helps her up like bandages it and she puts her in bed and she puts a music box on and I was like oh she must she must be like really young she's living with her mom the way her room is now like knowing that she's 28 it's just verifies everything that I was 
how like weird it was. Yeah, it's off putting almost. Yeah, their whole relationship is very toxic. Mm-hmm. So then she wakes up and gets on the train again, and she puts on that girl's lipstick again. It's no, it's just not right. And she gets to the dance studio. She goes into the boss's office, Tomas, and she tells him that she practiced the dance and I wrote this a lot and I hate that I wrote this, but like he caresses her face, which is what he does so many times. He like yeah. caresses her face and then says he already chose someone else. Victoria, right? The really mean girl. Yeah, this this one other girl who was complaining about Beth, the other principal dancer earlier and also the main competition for this role and she says okay i understand i just wanted to tell you that and he goes open the door and then slams it shut and is like why didn't you try to change my mind wait this whole situation reminds me of uh when we were discussing rocky when he blocks her from leaving uh his house yeah kind of reminded me of that (laughs) it's so uncomfortable like why do you think that that's sexy do you know what's really hot consent (laughs) letting a girl leave when she wants to maybe even opening the door for someone not slamming it shut in the face yeah (sighs) unfortunate bad choice i shouldn't have picked this movie anyway we should not (laughs) (laughs) he says that when he looks at her all he sees is the white swan like you gotta let loose you could be the black swan and he says that he's never seen her lose herself and she's so obsessed with perfection. and But perfection isn't just about control. It's also about being able to let go. And then he just straight up kisses her. Yeah, that's assault. Yeah, it's like, that's, oh my god. But And then she bites him. And like, yes, bite him, get him away from you. But he's like happy about it. Yeah, and- it's almost like he was expecting that type of reaction for her and wanted that to happen. Yeah disgusting and then she's really upset she's been crying because now she she's like i'm there's no way i'm gonna get this like i i bit him <laughs> <laughs> and then another girl comes up and says that the list for swan lake has been posted and she says congratulations to victoria because she just assumes she's got it before she even sees the list and then Victoria goes to look and like yells at her like why would you say that is like some kind of sick joke because Nina actually got the role Mm -hmm. but everyone else is congratulating her which I don't know I didn't expect everyone seems so cutthroat I didn't know if I would yeah I didn't expect that either because she has no friends yeah she has no friends (laughs) I didn't think people would even like say anything to her and then this is the scene so this is when after as soon as she finds out she got the part she goes into the bathroom to call her mom and she tells her she got the part and then as soon as she comes out of the stall she (laughs) looks at the mirror and it's i i think it's the same red lipstick that she stole like i'm assuming it's not real and she's imagining this at this point or she wrote it herself or something yeah i think she is either imagining it or she did it herself and it says horror on the mirror (laughs) i don't know why i think that's so funny at least for me, it's because I was so completely wrong about what I thought this movie was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't think I'm offended by... If someone said that to me, I don't think I'd be offended. Yeah. Because you could say so many worse things these days. That's definitely true. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm just messed up. Now she's home and you see this room with all these paintings of 
her, which mm-hmm. is just creepy in itself. And the creepiest one, the eyes definitely move. So then she goes to the bathroom and she takes a shower. And as she gets out of the bathroom, you see these scratches on her back and she's bleeding. But you hear her mom come home and as soon as she hears her mom come home, she tries to cover it up and just get rid of all the blood. Um, And she comes out and her mom has this giant cake for her because she's so proud of her that she got this lead role. And her mom starts to cut a really big piece of the cake and... She tells her, oh, don't don't cut it so big. And then her mom gets so mad and she goes to toss the entire cake in the in the trash. I just thought that was so weird because it's pretty typical when someone's cutting you a piece of cake. You always have to go, no, 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 just a sliver, just a sliver. <laughs> like, obviously, Nina does have like some sort of eating disorder. But at the same time, like, I don't think it's too obscene for her to ask for a smaller piece. Yeah, and I, I, th- I think also that it's possible her mom is bipolar or, like, has some mental illness. It just doesn't... I really wish that in this movie it would show, like, some sort of process of someone getting help because the mom needs help, the mom knows her daughter has a problem, yeah. but still won't get her help. I think it's, it's also difficult, though, because her mom was a dancer as well and was told to probably be smaller or kept pushing herself so hard that it just built up and she might not think it's a problem anymore Mm -hmm. or that it's something that can't be helped. True. But then also you see throughout the movie, I guess she kind of tells Nina that she's working too hard, like wants her to take breaks when she's not feeling right. But at the same time, is she telling her not to spend so much time so she can be with her? That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. So after she throws away the cake and everything, it jumps back to another dance practice. And it's definitely clear that it's the the white swan dance. But at this point, Tomas is talking to her about how she should become the evil twin. And is like, he says, get ready to give me some of that bite. Ugh. Like, no. Do not actually- bring up the time you sexually assaulted her. I think ugh, it was just so gross because it kind of like asserts his dominance over her even mm-hmm. more. The fact that he can just openly refer to the time that he assaulted her. It was not, not ideal. No. And then after he says this, it shows Nina going to watch the normal practice where all the other ballerinas are practicing. Tomas comes in and says, well, look at Lily. She's imprecise, but she's not faking being imprecise. That's just who she is. But at the same time, I was also thinking, isn't the whole point of ballet to be precise? Like, Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Aren't you supposed to be perfect as a ballerina? But maybe it's this whole contemporary Swan Lake version that you're not supposed to be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And Lily's also from California, so it's like a different lifestyle. (laughs) Different vibe. Yeah. (laughs) Lily passed the vibe check. Nina does not. No. No. <laughs> After the dance practice, we are at a party. Toma is leading Nina through a crowd and then is taking her upstairs to make a toast. But also I was worried he was going to take her all the way up the stairs and attack her or something just because that's the vibe I was getting from him. He also does not, in fact, pass the vibe test. Not at all. Oh my god. So he makes a toast and while... He's doing that. Nina's looking down at her finger and she's picking at it and it starts to bleed. And Tomas says that 
the old principal dancer is retiring at the end of the season. It's also important to note that he calls Beth, the old principal dancer, um, Little Princess, as that comes up later. And then he also presents Nina to the crowd as the new principal dancer, and Lily laughs pretty loudly, and it can be heard throughout the whole party. And after that, that toast, Nina goes to the bathroom to wash her hands to stop her fingers from bleeding. As someone who compulsively picks at their fingers, I realize that this is a problem that maybe I should fix because <laughs> I see what it looks like now from an outsider's perspective. But it's not as bad as this point where she like tries to pull the skin and then it peels back half of her finger and then someone knocks on the bathroom door and then she like blinks and it's gone and her finger wasn't bleeding at all and it's it's Lily who comes into the bathroom and introduces herself also takes off her underwear I don't know <laughs> and she asks Nina to stay in the bathroom just to like talk but Nina's like I, I have to leave okay this is where I don't like Nina she puts up with everybody's crap except for um Lily Lily's trying to be her friend and she's so mean to her and so nice to everyone else even though they all walk over her and it's like up and like at this point I didn't really feel like Lily was trying to take her spot or anything she wasn't as competitive as everyone else at that point but also Lily's her supposed blood sister she like says that later that yeah. they're they're blood sisters because they're in the same troop. And I don't know if she ever was trying to take her part. I don't know if that's like the paranoia that Nina had, if everything was in her head or not. It's yeah. It's kind of hard to tell. It, I, honestly, I don't I don't know that she was because like she does talk to, to Ma, but it's not like, I don't know. It, it never seemed that malicious. Like it seemed malicious from Nina's point of view, but it I don't know. It, it doesn't seem that bad. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We'll get into it, though. <laughs> so as Nina leaves the bathroom, Tama is right outside, and he's leading her out of the party and is like, oh, you should stop at my house for drinks before you go home. And at that point, I was like, is she old enough for that? <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she is. And she's looking at this statue of a man without arms, but with wings, which is a symbol for later, which I now realize. Yep. <laughs> oh, you're doing such a good job. I'm really analyzing these movies now. I'm so proud of you. I mean, the last two have made us think a bit more, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like this one, the symbols aren't as subtle, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But as she's standing at this statue, um, she goes to, like, turn around, and Beth is behind her. Beth says, oh, you must have done something to make him pick you. And Nina says... We don't all have to do that, which is... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a little rude. Well, she... Imagine if someone drunkenly came up to you and asked if you performed sexual favors to get your job. Like, that's basically what she said to her. I know, but she's implying that... She's implying They're that... They're both Beth implying that they both slept with him. It's just like, don't do that. Build each other up. Don't tear each other down. I know. What about the women empowerment that we are looking for this week? did not find it at all did not i have yet to see a woman become empowered she goes to this man's house and he says to her there shouldn't be any boundaries between them 
That's a red flag. That's a huge red flag. (laughs) And there should be boundaries between you and your choreographer. Yeah. And like the questions he asks, he asks if she's had a boyfriend, asks how many, and then asks if she's a virgin. And then he's, when she says no, he's like, oh, then there's nothing to be embarrassed about. That's something to be embarrassed about in the first place. Yeah. I just, I hate him. He sucks. He's awful. Oh, and then he's like, okay, I'm going to bed. You can leave. She was only there for like five minutes. Yep, that was it. And then she goes home and her mom's like, oh, you were you were out late. And she asks her about asks her about these earrings she's wearing. And they're important later. And they're also important now, but I didn't realize it till later. So I want to talk mm-hmm. about it later. But Nina's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry, mom. They're fake. And then... I felt uncomfortable because her mother insisted on taking her dress off for her. And then she sees these scratches on her back. Nina tries to play it off as like a rash or something. And her mother forces her to cut all her nails off because she explains that this is something that um, Nina did compulsively before. And then she takes a scissor and cuts off all her nails. Also, how come they don't own a pair of nail clippers? Yeah. I feel like cutting them with scissors is just going to make them more jagged. And they don't file them. Like, that's going to make it worse. But then she wakes up the next morning. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, we forgot about this. So basically, the previous night at Tomas' house, he informs her that she needs to touch herself uh, by the next rehearsal. And so she wakes up the next morning and, you know, starts really getting into it. All the stuffed animals are watching. But also... And and her mom's watching. Well, I don't know if she's watching. She's asleep, but... Ew. Why is her mom asleep in a chair in her room in the first place? I... I could not tell you. I guess... What? Also, why wouldn't you... How do you not notice your mom just sitting there? Yeah. Not hot, I'd have to say. (laughs) Did not pass the vibe check. And then, after that unfortunate encounter... She goes back to dance practice and they find out that Beth is in the hospital. And I kind of thought that Tomat did something. Same. (laughs) Once again, we expected something more sinister than what happened. So basically, he explains to Nina that she, like after the party, Beth just walked into the street and got hit by a car. And he thinks that she did it on purpose. And then he... He goes to caress Nina's face, but he takes both his hands, and his hands are bigger than her entire face. Every time he even came close to her, I wanted to scream and yeah. throw up at the same time. Oh, it was awful. And then Nina goes to visit Beth in the hospital, and she leaves her flowers, and then she, then she decides to, like, lift up the sheet. <laughs> like, Why? Someone is in a coma, and it's probably your fault, and you just go to the hospital and look under her gown? What? Like, that's- why would you do- like, what? And she's- I don't understand. And she sees these scars, and she freaks out, and then backs into a nurse and, like, runs away, but, like, why would you do that? I don't know. I guess maybe- I don't know. I think maybe she did it just to see her future. Yeah. And- like, look at someone who is kind of succumbed to the pressures of being the principal dancer under Tomas' direction. 
Mm-hmm. Well, after that, she she goes to the principal dancer's dressing room, which is now all hers. So maybe it is kind of like solidifying that Beth is gone. But she lays out several things. It moved really fast and it was kind of hard to tell what each of the things were. But there was a nail file and then a lipstick. And then there were like three other things, which we kind of see them more clearly later. But after this point, she, she goes home and she's you see her taking out the trash and she sees this other trash which is like a, a wooden beam and then she takes the beam and tries to barricade her door so that she can't her mother wouldn't be able to open it very far and it works but she her mother starts coming so she hides it under her bed yeah it's just interesting because like, why isn't there a lock on the bathroom door why isn't there a lock in her room it kind of shows the control that she has or the mom has over her daughter her 28-year-old yeah. grown adult daughter. <laughs> and then she goes to another dance practice and Toma tells her to let loose again. And then Toma is not happy. And then he asks the male dancer if he would sleep with Nina. And he's like, no. But like, why did you ask that? That's. And then he goes on to say that no one would have sex with her. Yeah. But then the lights go out and... Tomas like you're just frigid like you I don't know, and then the lights come back on, and he says everyone can go, but she has to stay. Red flag. Red flag. And then the male dancers like have fun, you too. And he starts. Um, Tomas stops starts dancing with her to help her practice, and he like feels her up and tells her to respond to his touch, and then he kisses her and he's like, open your mouth. And it's like, this isn't teaching. So this is this is this is assault. You need to stop. I I'm like home alone right now, and I had to like stop because I was saying out loud ew 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 by myself. The only time she kind of dances with passion is when she's trying to get away from him. If you yeah. notice that. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, he he kind of just like leaves. And she's still there hours later. Yeah, and she kind of pleads for him to come back. She's, I guess, Stockholm Syndrome or something. Yeah, kind of. Or maybe it's because he's the only guy that's ever really shown affection towards her because she's under her mom's thumb so much that she hasn't really been able to date people. Mm-hmm. Well, she did tell him she had a few boyfriends. Nothing serious. <laughs> but after that, she's still dancing and then or still practicing, and so there's someone standing in the doorway, and it, it kind of looks like Nina, but it turns out it's Lily, and Lily, they just start talking, and Lily's like, oh, you're hot for teacher. Like, <laughs> no, he's sexually assaulting her. Yeah, and she's, like, still defending him while Lily's saying that he's disgusting. It's, uh, and Nina is so mean to Lily at this point, too. But I guess it's kind of justified. Lily should not have said that. But I think Lily's saying that she should stay away from, that Nina should stay away from Toma because he's a creep and she's defending him and then says something mean to Lily. Mm, okay. I wrote that she doesn't have any friends because when people try to, like, look out for her, uh, she kind of brushes them aside. 
Well, I feel like her mom's kind of taught her to cut people off and only depend on her. Mm-hmm. And I also think that Nina is kind of hesitant because she's worried that Lily's going to steal her spot. It's kind of at the back of her mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then she's in the bathtub at home and she goes under the water and opens her eyes and it it looks like there's someone on top of her. I don't know. I kind of thought it might have been, it like looked like her mom, but then again, it also might have just been another version of herself. Yeah, I think it was the version of herself that she's been seeing. But then there's blood and you can see that there's a, a scratch on her back again. And she again goes to cut her fingernails and she like, she's looking in the mirror and there's a this like evil look. Like it like switches for a second and then she like cuts her finger with the scissors one thing that I really appreciated about kind of the cinematography was that uh, the mirrors kind of showed the two sides of Nina, yeah. like the white swan and the black swan that is kind of inside her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot with like reflections and mirrors and mm-hmm. what's real and what's not. But then she goes back to a dance rehearsal and, and this is where... It's just her and the male lead and Tomah tells them to go again and again and he just he doesn't give her any direction so she stops halfway through one of the times and is like, can you tell me what I'm doing wrong? And he says, no, like Lily told me you needed me to be easy on you because you're you're just stressing out too much and then he tells her to stop being weak. Yeah, he calls her a coward. <laughs> yeah, she needs to stand up to people but this is not the way to... <laughs> Oh, so many problems. And then she goes to find Lily because she found out that he's, that she's the reason that he's not giving her direction, helping her. And I feel like Lily didn't do it to be malicious. Like, yeah, I I don't think she did it to be, to steal her spot. I think that's all in Nina's head. That's the paranoia. And she, she can't like understand that she's trying to be a friend to her because she doesn't have any. Yeah. She's on the train going home and she's filing her nails obsessively. And there's this old man, like, licking his lips at her and making obscene gestures. Mm-hmm. But after this encounter, she gets home and the mom asks if the director is taking advantage of her. And she says no. And the her mom says, I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I did in my career. And he, like, goes back and is like, what career? <laughs> Listen, she deserved it. <laughs> Yeah. And then the mom asks about her skin and her scratching at it and she tells her to take her shirt off. And for, I think this is the first time that Nina's really mm-hmm. said no and put force behind it and really meant it, which I mm-hmm. thought was good. And then someone comes to the door and her mother gets it and then like shuts the door and, and it was Lily. And Lily says she came to apologize about telling Toma about what uh, what Nina had said to her. Mm-hmm. And then asked to take her out to dinner Nina says no, but then says, how about drinks right when her mom comes out to, like, tell her to come inside? And then she's like, no, I'm going to leave. At this point, when they get to the restaurant, Lily and Nina are talking about how Tomah would call Beth his little princess. And Lily was like, oh, maybe he'll call you that eventually. She was like, no, don't be silly. He wouldn't, he, that's not, like, he's not, he just calls Beth that. I think deep down, though, she was kind of hoping that mm-hmm. he would. And then Lily gives Nina a tank top. It's a black tank top. But then Lily tells Nina that she needs to relax and is like, oh, you should try this drug. I thought that she was going to give her like Xanax or something. Like, yes, <laughs> like, 
take the Xanax. It'll probably calm me down. But no, it was not Xanax. <laughs> it was Molly. And it's just like, oh, it'll it'll relax you. It'll loosen you up for like just a few hours. She goes to the bathroom, changes into the tank top, and there's a call from her mom and she ignores it. Also, like, why why does her mom think it's appropriate to call her? Like, she's a 28-year-old woman. She can go out with whoever she wants. She can stay out however late she wants. It's her life. Yeah. If it were a normal relationship and your mom was just calling you, it'd be different, but it's like... <laughs> yeah, if my mom called me, I'd be concerned, not, not like, ugh, why is this woman calling me? <laughs> but as she goes up the stairs from the bathroom, she sees, or Nina sees Lily dumping the contents of the pill into the drink, and then she doesn't care and just drinks it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then Lily introduces them to two men, one of them, Sebastian Stan. <laughs> I was wondering why he looked so familiar. Yeah. Another important part that I noticed about this was that she introduced herself and said that she was a dancer before she said her name. Like, that's the only identity that she has, not even her own name. She also, at this point, she starts laughing, and you can tell that the drugs are really starting to kick in. And then they go to dance, and it's like strobe lights, but it flashes between her being happy and dancing and then she's like very depressed and lonely. And then there's also um, a flash where she has this, the really dark makeup on. And then she's in the bathroom with some random guy. And she, then she, when she realizes where she is, because she didn't understand what was happening at that point, she walks out of the club and Lily catches up to her. And they get into a cab. And well, they're in the cab going home. And then Lily tries to touch her and Nina pushes her hand away. And then they end up back at Nina's apartment and they try to be quiet but they're laughing and her mom comes out and like is asking her where she's been what she's been doing the mom tries to pull Nina into her own bedroom and then she slaps her and then Lily and Nina run to Nina's bedroom and barricade the door with that post that she had found earlier and she tries the mom tries to get inside but eventually she just stops and at that point they start making out and then yep and then Natalie Portman has sex with Mila Kunis. But also herself. Her mom. <laughs> but also herself at the same time. Interesting. And, um, no, there's an evil look on Lily's face for a second, but that face turns out to be, like, morphing into Nina's face. And Lily has this tattoo on her back, and that also starts to morph into wings. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> like the black swan wings. See, it's not very subtle. No. And then, so when she wakes up, she realizes she's late, and she's like, She's looking around for Lily. Lily's not there. Eventually, she makes it to the dance, and she sees Lily doing her dance, and Toma tells her to go get warmed up. He's not mad, which I was kind of surprised about. I don't know. Like, this is their dress rehearsal for your big performance, and he, I don't know, I assumed he'd be upset. Maybe he just, he's happy that she's not perfect. Yeah. But then... As soon as Lily's done, she dancing, she comes over to Nina and Nina says, why didn't you wake me up? She's like, what do you mean? I didn't stay over at your house. She's explaining that like none of that was real. I think this is the first time she kind of like really recognizes is that it's a hallucination. She starts thinking that like maybe something's going on there. Mm-hmm. Now it's Nina's turn to dance and she just keeps watching Tomas and Lily while she's dancing. And after this practice, she goes to the bathroom and is trying to throw up, but she can't. But yeah, so after... After that, it's like, I think this is a big turning point for her because she sets out her music box to fall asleep because her mom is no longer doing that for her. And then she just smashes it to the floor. And then she also 
grabs all the stuffed animals in her room and she goes and throws them in the trash. That broke my heart, let me tell you. Yeah. They did not deserve what happened to them. Honestly, like, if you're gonna get rid of them, donate them. But I get it, it's more dramatic to throw them in the trash. But then she's, they're practicing for the final act, which is where the white swan jumps to her death and she's scared to jump because it's just her, like, there's just a mattress on the ground and she jumps and lands on the mattress. But then it's her fitting for the costume and the, I guess, costume director says she lost weight. She also has to take her shrug off for the first time, revealing her back. Mm-hmm. Um, and But while, after she does that, she's looking in the mirror and then it looks like she's scratching her back, but she isn't, like, you can see her hands right on and then her reflection turns around and, and after that point she finds out that Lily has become her alternate. And she freaks out and says, it can be anyone, but it can't be her because she's obsessed with this idea that Lily's trying to take her place. And at that point, she's practicing by herself. Like, it's late at night. She's the only one left in this room. And Except for the pianist who's like, dude, I got a bounce. Like, I have a life. I have a life. <laughs> and at that point, like, her, she's looking in the mirror again and her reflection is moving slower than her and, like, turns around and is very creepy. And then all the lights go out. And she goes to see what it is. And she sees a shadow, which I'm assuming is probably her. You couldn't really see what it was. But she's walking towards the main stage. And then she sees and then she sees Lily and Tomas <laughs> having sex. And then Lily morphs into Nina. And Tomas morphs into the, the creepy demon guy from the very first scene. This is kind of the point where I assumed that the whole movie kind of shows her descent into schizophrenia. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And at first, I really thought she was an unlikable character who just refused to get help. But then I realized that it's not that it's not her fault that she's unlikable and that she won't get help. It's part of her schizophrenia. Yeah. At that at that point, when she like sees this hallucination, she takes off her earrings. And I was like, like, what's with the earrings? Like, this is something. And this is when I think, like, at, at this next scene is kind of where it, like, really made sense to me. Is she goes to the hospital to see Beth. And um, she leaves her note. And also the earrings, lipstick, cigarettes, and perfume. And this was the things that she had lined up on the mirror earlier. Because she had stolen them all from Beth and it's kind of like her becoming the principal dancer that was kind of like, if she had those things, she could be perfect like Beth was. Oh, and the nail file's also there. And then Beth is like, you stole this stuff from me and then takes the nail file and stabs herself in the face, like through her cheek. But she also morphs into Nina and then she freaks out. Nina freaks out and runs to the elevator and... But she has the the nail file in her hand. Like, then she goes home. She's washing her hands. Turns the lights off. Goes back for some reason. And Beth is standing there. And then goes and throws up in the bathroom. And then as she comes out of the bathroom, she sees all the pictures that her mom has painted of her. And they're talking and screaming at her. And then she rips them all off. And then she sees Beth at the door. Well, she thinks she sees Beth standing in the doorway, but but then it's her mom, and then oh, and then the feather things happen. Yeah, and then she she runs to her room and barricades it, 
And then it sounds like her back is breaking, but it's actually like feathers growing from her back. And she pulls it out. I couldn't watch. That was gross. I had to look away. (laughs) And then her eyes, like the whites of her eyes were all red. And her mom's trying to break into the room. But she goes and slams the door on her hand, breaks her hand. But even then after that, her mom's out of the room. She's not coming in. And then her knees bend backwards. And she collapses to the floor. There's so much happening in these, like, two minutes. I know. It was a lot to, like, take note of. (laughs) And then she wakes up. It's the next morning. And she has socks on her hand. Mm -hmm. And her music box only has one leg. Oh, another thing that... This is when I, like, finally confirmed. I put two and two together. It should have probably happened a while ago. But I was certain that the black swan is her mental illness oh yeah which like like i inferred from maybe like halfway through but it's kind of confirmed yeah her black swan is like her undoing while she's like her actual self is the timid white swan and yeah 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 so when she wakes up she's so she has to go because it's the day of the show and her mom's like no i called and i told them you're sick and then her doorknob is completely missing but then her mom's actually sitting on the doorknob and nina goes and crushes her mom's already broken hand to get the doorknob (laughs) and then leaves so then she's at the dance and lily is asking her like what are you doing here you're supposed to be sick and the way she says that it seems like she's upset but i don't know if that's just nina like thinking that's how she's saying it or if that's how she actually sounded but Tomas says like oh don't worry I already asked Lily to do it and she asked him like did you announce it to the audience yet and he hasn't and she's like well then I'm doing it and she starts to get ready into the white swan makeup and he tells her that the only person standing in her way is herself which now that I'm reading that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. I wrote that down too (laughs) but also she, like, goes to get ready, and her toes on her right foot are stuck together. But then her left foot is, like, webbed. It was nasty. She's got swan feet. And then <laughs> she goes for her first position for the dance, and but then goes on stage. And from what I could tell, it looked like the, that first dance goes well. And she's herself, like, she's still in control. As she comes off the stage, she sees Taman. He, like, gives her a look, and, and she thinks that means, like, lose myself because, like, the black swan dance is coming up. But then she looks across, and she sees Lily and the main male dancer kissing, and, like, she touches him, and then... It probably didn't really happen, but it's just in Nina's Yeah, head. yeah, yeah. And then she also thinks she's seeing all the other dancers they're like dancing in a circle and it looks like her her face is like their faces like morph into her face and as she goes on again she's being spun around by the that main male dancer that was kind of kissing lily earlier and all this their faces morph again and then the main male dancer drops her i thought i thought her knee was gonna like shatter or something i couldn't tell if it was completely his fault or if it was also her fault because she was so distracted, and he seemed so surprised when he dropped her. I know. Like, he was like, how did that happen? But I don't know what she could have done that would have made him drop her. Yeah. So then she goes to the dressing room, and she sees Lily in the black swan outfit, and 
then Lily morphs into Nina and they're fighting and Nina smashes Lily onto the mirror and then Lily starts choking her and then her neck I guess it becomes a swan's neck I don't know that I did, that was weird but then real Nina uh white swan Nina takes a part of this mirror that's just been smashed and stabs her black swan self which actually turns out like looks like Lily again and she's dead and then she just drags her into another room and shuts the door doesn't even mm-hmm. no remorse <laughs> the one person that wanted to be friends with her i know i just like you you don't think anything of this there's like you're just like i gotta keep going and that's it and she's now she's in her black swan outfit and her eyes are all red um like the whites of her eyes are red and now she's dancing there's like this whooshing noise that sounds like she's flying and like we see her arms they're like kind of silvery and like there are feathers growing and then her arms become wings and she doesn't have any arms she only has wings like the statue from the beginning of the movie but and then the dancing's over and her eyes and her arms are back to normal like after all this applause and then as she goes off the stage, she, like, goes straight to Toma and just makes out with him. Ew. Yep, I said, ew. <laughs> and he's just, like, happy and smiling about it. No one says anything. They're all just like, yep. I think they know about Toma's relationship with Beth, so they kind of just assume this. Yeah. So now we find out there's one more act, and they're going to. She's going to find Lily, and there's blood seeping out of the closet from where she hid her, but she like doesn't go in the closet to check on her or anything. She just like takes some towels and stuffs them at the door. <laughs> um, and then there's a knock on her door. She opens it up, and it's a Lily at the door congratulating her, and she's very confused. I was confused. I was like, who did she kill? Um, but then there wasn't any blood, so she was hallucinating the whole thing, and it turns out she actually stabbed herself. Did she, though? Yeah, that, that, also, I was like, but did she really? And then she pulls the glass out of herself, which, you're not supposed to do that. Just leave it in. You're better off leaving it in. Yeah, but she was trying to kill herself anyway. I feel like it didn't matter if she pulled it out or not. To her, at least. I don't know, I, I was thinking, like, the black swan is like her mental illness controlling her, but then she has these moments where she feels like herself. And I thought this was that moment. I think she she does have these moments where she's in and out of hallucinations, but they kind of overlap. Yeah. Especially as it gets worse and worse. It's definitely harder to tell or harder to tell by mm-hmm. then. And then finally it's at back to the final scene, the final act of the show and there's blood seeping from her costume when you're like zoomed in on her but then she runs up this mountain where like the swan's supposed to jump off but you see it from an audience point of view and you don't see any blood which is why i was thinking like did she actually stab anyone is this real and then she jumps and she lands on the cushion and everyone's applauding everyone's so excited and they go over and they see that there's there's blood and Tama calls her his little princess. And then mm-hmm. she she doesn't care about the the blood. She's like, it was perfect. Like, I was perfect. And then you don't see her die, but that's that's the end. It just cuts to the credits at that point. Mm-hmm. 
I would have loved for this movie to have ended with her waking up in the hospital, speaking to a psychiatrist, <laughs> getting help. But no. What are your thoughts on the movie? I thought so much during this movie. <laughs> like, the entire time I was thinking. And, like, I I like that it made me think. But at the same time, it was, uh, it was so bad for women. Mm-hmm. Like, not what I wanted. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I thought we had found a movie. But you can't judge a book by its cover. Or a movie. <laughs> what did you no body positivity. No. No diversity. No. No empowerment. No women supporting women. Nope. <laughs> None of the above. Okay, I'm conflicted because <laughs> I did not like this movie, even though critics say it's a masterpiece. I like I appreciated the cinematography. I think that it was shot really well, but also at the same time, like some of what they were getting at was so in your face that I felt almost offended that they thought we were that stupid that we needed these hints. Like when her feet turned webbed or when she physically turned into the swan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that like they necessarily needed those transformations. Like especially the the feet and the neck. I could I could understand if maybe like her back started getting scaly. Yeah. That would be one thing which happens which like that was fine or and then just leave it to the feathers coming from her arms at the mm-hmm. end like her wings that would have been okay but everything else it just felt like way too much maybe people want to watch these movies without thinking so analytically about them that they don't want people to have to think about these symbols but i think that's the point that's the whole point of this movie so like a lot of them i could have done without but i also think like yes the statue was pretty obvious like but it was kind of cool, like, but I don't. I didn't need all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Not an empowering movie, dude. Are we ever gonna find one that that's empowering that we haven't seen? We'll find an empowering movie we haven't seen because we have seen some, so they do exist. All right, that's all for now. We'll see you next week. If you'd like to follow us on social media. Our Instagram is How Have We Never Podcast, and our Facebook is How Have We Never Seen This Before. Um, if you watch our Instagram stories each week, we have a Guess the Movie um, where we give you some clues, and first person to guess the movie gets a shout out at the very beginning of the episode. All right, well, that was it from us for this week. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. Congratulations, you've made it to the end of our podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. How Have We Never Seen This Before is produced by Isabel Barone. The music is by Scott Holmes. The podcast art is by Michael Beaumont over at Monitor Comics. And our social media is run by Lauren Cola. Thanks for listening.